the Jeep Wrangler 4xe. It's electrified. So you can boogie woogie woogie up a mountain, over creeks, or boogie woogie woogie through a desert, where you get bit by a pit viper. So you boogie woogie woogie back to camp and ask your friends if they'll suck the snake venom out. When they say no, you boogie woogie woogie to the nearest hospital for a dose of anti-venom and boogie woogie woogie your way to a full recovery. The electrified Jeep Wrangler 4xe. Learn more at jeep.com. Jeep is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. That you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. This is Old School, sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. On a Thursday, we're two uh, two days away from beating Wisconsin at Memorial Stadium Senior Day. Uh, I'm DP. He's the Husker Hall of Famer, Jay Foreman. 402-464-5685. Start him and text line, Honda Lincoln Hotline. If you want to be a part of the conversation, jump on in. Say hello. Say what's up. Let us know you're thinking about it, and we will uh, add you to the conversation. You can follow us on the Sarder Hammond Live video stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter Live. You can see what's going on here at the Bard Owl here at uh, the Scarlet Hotel, uh, the UNO uh, Innovation Campus. Jay Foreman, let them know about our sponsor, the Mercado. The Mercado, certified Piedmontese and uh, special ingredients and butcher shop at 84th and Havelock. See, it's that. This is what we're doing. We got two tickets. To the football game Saturday, Wisconsin, Nebraska, and a free night stay here at the Scarlet Hotel. All you got to do is come down, put your name in the box, and we'll draw it before end of show today. We'll let Jay Foreman pick it for you, and uh, we'll see what's going on. Of course, we're located here at the Innovation Campus just to the east of the Devaney Center. You can check out the restaurants downstairs. Uh, well and good uh, for their game day specials. They have breakfast buffet, lunch buffet, dinner menu, and uh, the goodies have started to arrive on the table. Jump on the ticket Twitter. Uh, Jake Sorensen has posted pictures. Uh, the shrimp is calling me immediately. <laughs> like I, but see, I'm 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 on the new diet, so yeah. you know. But I can have I can have even though it's breaded, I can have one. I can't have yeah. them all. all. Yeah. I can't have them all. So, you know, we'll figure that out. Uh, what's the What's the top story today, Jay Foreman? For you, what What's the What's the news? Uh, well, I mean, uh, you know, Trev and I think Mickey had their their they were on Big Red, their Big Red shows last night. So, what'd you get from it? Not nothing. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing until, how that happened, yeah, huh? Until you until I see an answer or hear an answer or see something tangible, uh, you know, you don't get anything. I think you know. Trev just kind of said, hey, look, they're moving along the process. You couldn't really get a feel, which is good by Trev, where they're at. And, um, you know, we'll see. As sooner or later, you know, it's got to be announced or you got to make a decision. So that's a, a good thing. Um, but I think also it's the only thing I got out of it is that I felt like, the you know, he had um, really supreme confidence in the process that he went through or going through. Where where the where the university is at, which is obviously probably just as good, because when you're going to talk to somebody, and getting their outside 
view of the unbiased outside view of the program and you know it's in good hands and well, good standing still has respect that gives you a lot more confidence when you're going out and talking to people and maybe helps you at the negotiating table as well so um that that was probably the main thing i got out of it because there's nothing else to get out of it you know no i know nebraska got some money they'll use it wisely i think travel do use it wisely and be smart with it and and so forth and so on I think probably the only other telling thing I think I heard was they said where he said where he has a lot there's a lot of people in the athletic department athletic department that are trying to serve instead of wanting to sit back and be served, which is very very telling. But then it's very very truthful as well. Your your opinion on what you want in that position? That what goes. do you want as as a as a as a uh, as an alumni, as somebody with yeah. skin in the game, right? You 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 shed blood and, and skin for yeah. the for the program. What do you want in that position? Uh, I mean, I just you know, obviously you want a winner. I mean, that's you know, I want somebody that likes to win, knows how to win, will do the right things to win. You know, uh, a tough-minded coach, uh, a confident coach, truly confident, not fake confident. You know, and there's a difference. Um, not arrogant, um, hardworking, and and, is, and wants to be a part of Nebraska. I think that in, in, in understanding that this is a phenomenal job and that uh, I think that um, this job here is as hard. I always think this job is as hard as you make it. I think it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a job that has everything that everybody else has and you know, there was a time where we had everything that nobody else has, but now everybody had, you know, even the smaller Division One schools. When you think of, like, uh, Houston, when you're down in Houston you, and if you get a chance to go to Sam Houston State, their facilities, their campus is not on par with Nebraska, but they're a lot they're a lot bigger and better than they were before. North Dakota State and X, Y, and Z. So I think Nebraska was one of the pillars that made every university at every level step up their game. So um, now when you look at a coach – you know, say if you just say Nebraska and say what's a job that's open, say Auburn, right? Mm -hmm. They're on par. Facilities, you know, the athletic thing, you know, the big old $150 million thing or whatever, what is it, you know, that football kind of thing, deal. That's all on par everywhere you go. So Everybody's spending Everybody's money. spending the money. Now, like Auburn, which is weird because they've ran through so many coaches, you know, and fire people and hire the wrong guys and X, Y, and Z. Well, I guess we don't have a lot of room to talk, but <laughs> you know, Auburn's different. And, and, but here's why, here's why. I don't know what you mean, Jay but, Foreman. But what are you, what are you trying to say? But here's where Auburn's different because you can go down to literally a Walgreens at an Auburn and find like four, four stars legit. And you got a plethora of talent in the surrounding States in their 500 mile radius. It could be a 300 mile radius. Uh, that Nebraska is not having, right? And obviously with recent, n not re any recent success, it's even worse than Auburn. So Auburn, in a, in a sense, is an easier job. Mm -hmm. You know, to be honest with you, uh, these coaches like it easy. They like to get well, paid. But, but, isn't they, that, but doesn't that make them the wrong coach? Well, it's everywhere, in every sport. It is. So, I mean, so, that's, so I mean, uh, that's, I mean that's just, is that where we are, that, that, that people are more about – I mean, how many times? Do you, how many times do you hear like the guy wow. put in the work? Wow! Right? I mean, you read the same. You that, that, read, that's you, disappointing. You same, but that's the way we're just dealing. We're just dealing with what we're dealing with right, right. now, right? So right. it's it's an easier job. It is. 
Now, the pressure is extremely high, but it's an easier job. So that means when you come to Nebraska, you got the same thing. You're on the same playing field, and the resources are the same. The support actually is here is better than Auburn because the true support, right? You're, you've been losing for eight, nine years in a row. They're still behind your program. Where Auburn, they just won't show up and just, just to get you fired because, you, you know, who knows why. But the difference here, you have to work a little bit harder. And that rang true the last two, 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 last two deals. You have to work a little bit harder. And that's okay. It'd I mean, be- is, it, is it really that much hard work being paid what you're being paid with every resource that you could to, possibly want? To, to, to them it is. Okay. When you, when, okay. It, it, no, okay. No, n- not to this new coach. To, to Things pass. Pe- yeah, Things pe- pass. Not here, in here and anywhere. No. Where you feel like you show up, you're entitled to the money. And then all of a sudden you haven't done anything, but you want to be treated like you're a champion. Yeah. yeah. So that's the difference. And, and there's also, you know, there's other things that I think hurt Nebraska over the last few years inside the, the department that it hasn't been publicized. And so I think Trev is doing, taking care of those or, or is on the process of t- taking care of those. Because, you know, it used to be, you know, you just get it. People used to think, oh, you just get a coach and then, you know, get some players and all they do is coach. That, we, we've seen now, in, in, in whether it's big boosters like uh, Pickens down there at Oklahoma State, even Phil Knight at Oregon, there's guys that aren't football guys that can kind of control things without being put on the front lines of criticism. So, you know, Nebraska is no different in places like that. So, it, you know, Texas A&M, you know, they don't magically come up with however many millions to sign that class, you know, just by, you know, selling T-shirts, talking about, you know, I love Jimbo Fisher. So, there's a lot more that goes into it, but it's also what you're, you're, you know, if you come here in Nebraska and you're the head coach, you're the highest paid state employee, I think. Text line, you, yep. you know. You nope, can, All, you, those are facts. Okay, you can, I was going to say you can correct me if I'm wrong. So with that, there, there is a certain standard and pressure and expectation of, for you to perform above and beyond, essentially, everybody in the state because you are the highest paid employee. You can't be the highest paid employee here, state employee. And I know we're a state university. If it was J. Foreman University, you wouldn't, you know. But, you know, and it's like when you're at a private school, you're the highest paid probably in the state, but you're, it's not publicized because they can. Is that a state? But that's a weird standard to be afraid of. No, no. Well, that's We're saying the same thing. Yeah. I'm just saying, here's what I'm saying. You can't be the highest paid state employee in the state of Nebraska with $1.1 million throughout the whole state and not have – the expectations of working as hard or harder than the general public. So through what Trev was talking about last night, and again, there were some general concepts, things that kind of left folks to, to their imagination, but there were things that were very specific in that any coach that would come here uh, would be moved and, and humbled by the fan base. I, I, I was kind of blown away by it because what, Division one power five coach of his his weight in, in, in money wouldn't know that the first thing about being the head coach at the University of Nebraska is the fan base. Like yeah. why would why would that matter? Wouldn't that be the first thing you assume that any coach that you would want here would walk in the door reaping just screaming at the top of their lungs about this fan base? You would think they would know, but I think sometimes if your place is where you don't win or you've had a couple lean years and the fan base isn't supportive, that's kind of what you always would think. And I think a lot of people, 
are like dumb. I think it's more of a, a, a testament to the fans. They're dumbfounded that you're still this much. No, no clear conscious support, and your team hasn't been very good for so yeah, long. Yeah, as he said, you know, still being in the in the in the arena fourth quarter, Georgia Southern. Right. So, the, so it's it's a testament to the fans, but then also a testament to the situation. So, you know, look, it's a good situation. I don't ever really feel like I, I don't view football. I don't view building the winter program of football being ex- so extremely hard that it can't be done. I just think if you try to do it a certain way and it hasn't worked for so long. You got to do it a different way. At some point in time, you know the way – you've seen the way it works, and it works other places. So I'm not sure why you're trying to do a different – if you you know, if you got to paint a car red, don't come talking to me about you're going to paint the car. Guys, are you worried that you're losing your hair? Do you look in the mirror and see less hair looking back at you? Maybe you're thinking, it's cool, I'll shave it, or I'll just wear a hat from now on, or maybe even, I'll just break the bank to get plugs. But before you shave, hide, or replace your hair, have you thought about regrowing it? Because there are effective, FDA-approved treatments that work. One is a prescription clinically proven to prevent further loss. The other is clinically proven to regrow your hair in two to four months, and both are available from Roman for just a dollar a day. Just complete a free online visit. Roman connects you to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional who will work with you to find the best treatment plan. Then Roman sends everything you need right to your door with free shipping and indiscreet packaging. Not just once, but every month. So guys, are you Roman ready for a thicker, fuller head of hair? Go to roco slash regrow. Do it today, and Roman will give you 20% off your first order. That's ro.co slash regrow. Yellow, and then it's going to look red. But, but then, okay, so. Just paint it a different color red. Who's who's doing it right that Nebraska should, should mimic? Uh, well, you just seen it last week in Michigan. That's, that's, your, that's who you'd want to mimic, I would think. I mean. They're physical okay, so, on both of the lines. But then, okay, they so, got speed and explosiveness and, and as much okay. as you need. Okay, so Ohio State, are they a line-focused program? I, they still are, yeah. Right? Good, but they're portable, but it's a different – they're, they're different because they go about their business a different way. Is Michi- Michigan is line-focused and priority? Yeah. Wisconsin. Yeah. All the programs that are above Nebraska. Yeah, everybody. I mean, there's not one. They're all better on the offensive of. and defensive lines. Is, is that a statement of truth or no? Oh, I know it's an emphasis. I, I mean, I'd have to really dig in. I mean, I have to watch everybody, you know, because they, you know, like Wisconsin, they're generally really good at the second level. Mm-hmm. And I'm counting outside linebackers there. Yeah. Um, so I don't know the comparison between the defensive, but the, their defensive line is good because their offensive line is good. Then, then let's do this because so, I think this is the right way to approach it. It's it's now Jay Foreman. It's Jay Foreman. Yeah. At the top of your list and things that need to be changed that you could change. Right mm. at the top of the list is it. Is it recruiting? Is it development? Is it the coaching staff? Is it a different roster? Is it line play? Is it physicality? Is it I, football IQ? Is it oh, local? Man. I mean, so let's, I mean let, let, let's go through it. Let, let, seriously, let's go through I mean, it. You, no, but it's because look, I don't know what the first you're the is. smartest. You're the smartest football guy I know. Like real talk, yeah. away from the microphone and, and, and in, in front of the microphone. Yeah. So if we said Jay Foreman. 
let's start. You're a hustle, you're a Hall of Famer. Like there's a reason. Right. Like you put the work in, you have a great understanding for it, you played football with a high IQ, you have mad respect for it. So at the top of the list of things that need to be fixed, we know it's not resource, we know it's not money. Nebraska has the money, it has the resources. Yeah. It has the fan base. We don't have to worry about that, right? right? We don't have to worry about the fan experience. Not yet. It's not a priority. But at the top of this thing, at the very first thing that you would say, you know what? Here's what, in order to change our location, we have to get this right first. What oh, is yeah. It? I mean, I, I don't even want to get into the coaching stuff. I no, no, like no, no. But I mean, just, it's I, I just your like thing. I feel like the first thing that we need to do, and this is probably what, I mean, ideally, I mean, the co- whoever the coach is, he's coming in with his idea. I mm-hmm. mean, if so, if it was me, I would, I would definitely focus on the offense and defensive line. And, and, and that's, and that's how you practice, how you recruit, how you develop and what you view. So I would do that. I mean, that's obviously, I, I, I just would assume that's what everybody does, but that, I guess that's. Well, but, that, that but that's has, a part that, of your greatness that, is that, that you that understand an, the basic thing. Yeah. So I'm starting there. Um, and then, you know, that's all encompassing. The way you practice, the way you lift weights, the way you go about it. And then I think everybody else kind of just, you know, they're, they're the tempo setters. And, you know, even though your quarterback is going to be the face of your football team, you know, your offense and defensive line is going to be, you know, the, the foundation of it. And so, you know, I think, uh, you know. Offensive line, what do you want? What, does, what do the fight, fighting Jay Foremans want? What do you want the offensive line to look like? Uh, I mean, Look, some real deal linemen. I want them to be. Give me, give me, a, give me quick. the prototype. Give me a prototype. Give me one guy that played here, that played with you, that as the prototype for what you want Nebraska offensive linemen to be. Text line, feel free to uh, add to I the mean, conversation. Probably, Tell like, us who I you mean, want. I would the prototype. Say Will Shields inside. Yeah. And then on the tackle, you could probably. I mean, I guess go Zach Weaver. Both of them are college football Hall of Famers. And then, like you know, right, you know, Dom, and, and you know, at center, and you can, I, you know, I mean, no, of course, that's the did, but I, what I want is a cohesive line, a fi- and that can change year by year, but that doesn't mean they're not physical, right? So, so like we say, like one year, you got a real like big line, but we're still quick, and we're, you know, we might do a little bit more wedge or gap blocking, right? You know, or maybe like a little quick, you know, you no know, more inside outside zone, but we're still physical. Yep. Right, and so say like we have a line that where we got some guys that can really get out on the edges and stuff like that. Well, we can do some stuff that way. We can we can trap, we can pull, we can you know you know tackle down, you know pull around, we can pin, you know kick back with the guard, pull the center. We can do a lot of different things and still run the same place. So, you know, I think it needs to be adaptable. But you know the way you way you approach and be physical is not going to change. And it's it's not, it's just the way you go about your business. Um, and you know, I think it, you know, and it, and it has to do with what type of offense you run and the emphasis you put on the really physical type of run game. And it, and it takes practice, so that means you're going to have to be able to withstand some physical practices, um, you know, within the rules. And you have to welcome that. Now, you know, I think flexibility is key because you can be six eight, and but if you got good flexibility in your knees, ankles, and hip, you know, you're fine. You can get down there and get low. You know, we've got a drive block. There's some linemen that are really, really good. There's a I was talking about the lineman number 79 for Buffalo. He's 6'8", 305. Man looks like he ain't got an ounce of fat on him, but he's quick. He's out there. He plays a good leverage, and, uh, you know, you work at your craft. And so I think from there and then, you know, I like the, like, you know, the running back room and all, you know, the skill positions. Those guys all kind of feed off of that. I don't think you need to run the ball 60 times a game. Now you run it 60 times if you have to, but I think you can run it 50 
50, 55, 60, 40 if you have to, but then you can still be very, very productive on the outside because the object of the game is to win, right? And the more you win, you're going to have to have games where you're going to be explosive because if you're punching people in the face in the run game, your, 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 your explosive plays are going to be there. So then you get to really open up the offense. And, you know, the Big Ten is never going to be like the AAC or like one of these conferences, like you're scoring 60 points every single week. So it's something that we're, you know, like Nebraska, they lost 34 to 3. You know, quite frankly, they probably could have lost 41 to 3. 41 points in this college football is a lot of, is a lot of, is a lot of points. And mm-hmm. so and there's going to be plenty of guys that are going to get drafted off of Michigan's roster offensively that might not have huge numbers but they test out their winners and they know how to, their their tape is good and so i'd probably like to throw the ball a little bit more than michigan but i'd like to i'd like to wear that starting point i do like that starting point i think that michigan would be a little bit more explosive on offense if uh shoon ba- was there that that's their number two tight end who ended up being number one and eric all all who was their all big 10 tight end that's been hurt the whole season he's out for the whole season that opens up the middle of the field. That opens Blake Corum as far as, like, on the edges and screen game. And then, again, that gives you Ronnie Bell with the more explosive passes. And then J.J. McCarthy is probably a little bit more pass, a little bit better passer. But, you know, they're dealing with the hand that they're dealt with. But that's offense that you definitely would like to replicate. If you want something even on a smaller scale, maybe Illinois, um, probably a little bit of Minnesota. Um, both of them are good run teams. I mean, Minnesota's put two, you know, you had a first-round pick in the receiver last year. A fourth-round pick in Tyler Johnson. Um, Altman Bell would probably get drafted somewhere. You know, he's out. So that's three. They, they, you got three receivers right there going to the next level. Um, I do think, you know, and the running backs are always going. So it's, I think, all about how you want to go about your business. And I think the offensive line will make the defensive line better, which makes your second level better. And that doesn't mean you won't have fast players. That, mean, that don't mean you won't be, you know, be able to do the you know the razzmatazz and you know go four wide you can do it all that's what a playbook is for then then let me ask is nebraska from one end of the roster to the other fast enough to be top three of the big 10 conference for football well obviously not right now our record shows that but i think that we're closer than farther away um you know, obviously, I think, you know, we just need to continue to get better on along the lines. I think Mickey said that himself. Um, but I think, you know, this year is just accumulation of not addressing those needs for quite some time. And that's the way it is. And it's uh, and that's fine. I mean, that's not fine, but that's just factual. So you got to deal with what you're, you know, at. you can't say, oh, well, this is a this is a one off. This is like nothing that we ain't seen before. So, um you know, I mean, it's hard just because you don't know. I don't think these kids don't know what they don't know, unfortunately. Um, and the direction of where you were led by the direction, so you got to kind of follow, you know, lock and step. So you can't really, that's why I never really bag on any of the coaching staff because you don't really know, and I don't really know, um, what their direction was because your direction is to follow the lead of the head coach, I'm assuming. Right. I'm just going off of what I see. Right. No, that's so if that, that's So fair. if that's the way it is then, you know, maybe if you want to do something different. Now, who knows? Now, I think one of the best things I ever heard Coach Osborne ever talk about was how he allowed his coaches to be themselves and, and coach Nebraska way or whatever you want to call it. You know, just make it him. Make it the, Derek Pierce. You know, this is the four or five pillars of Nebraska or whatever it is. Now, you go out there and run with it. it 
you get the type of player you like, um, you know, how you want to practice. But these are just the core values we're not going to, you know, leave. And, you know, and you think, like, you know, Coach Osborne is, you know, one of the greatest coaches of all time, but he's always saying that his assistants and stuff were just as smart. They just were, you know, out able to go out and take whatever they kind of came up together and run with it. And then they all came back for the betterment of the team. So, you know, I think that's also huge, too, allowing them to really, truly flourish underneath you. I think, you know, if I was ever a head coach or a coach, I'd, I, you know, one of the, all the coaches, I, I think as a head coach, you should feel extra proud if your assistant coach goes and becomes, a, you know, a, a, defensive, head, coach a, a head coach or yep. a defensive coordinator. Like I think your DB coach is so well thought of and, you know, X, Y, and Z because, you know, you're spreading your – your your wings and you know throughout the whole you know you know college football ranks or pro football ranks but then also it's you you're having a mark on everybody and then they're going to take something from you um of what they hopefully saw in a positive way to you know influence other people the coaching tree matters and that's a part of it because folks still here whoever the next coach will be under the coach osborne coaching tree it'll be under the, the bob devaney coaching tree um because they'll be providing fruit and in spaces that seeds were, were planted years ago. I do want to go. We'll go to break. Again, we're live down here at the Scarlet Hotel, the Bard Owl, uh, one of the newest spots in, in Lincoln. You should probably check it out. The menu's fantastic. Great ambiance. Great uh, skyline. Great look around the city. Uh, you can see virtually around around Lincoln, this area around here, right next to Bob Vanny Center. We'll give away two tickets to the Huskers and Wisconsin. We'll do that uh, later in the show. But in the meanwhile, the next segment I want to go back to, Jay has mentioned several times core values and the Nebraska way. I'll ask him to go further into greater detail about the Nebraska way, core values that are going to be required for this program to resurrect itself and be the greatness that is. We'll be right back. 